Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. This week we come to you with Fantasy Island out in theaters now. As always, we'll begin with a general non-spoiler description of whether this should be seen in the theaters, whether you should maybe wait for a streaming service or maybe ignore it altogether. And then we'll go into a more spoiler-heavy section where I dissect the film into cast, director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and potentially some bonus points. Total score can add up to 100. Hasn't happened yet, but you never know. So let's just jump into it. Um, if you are a fan of the original television show, this is maybe, maybe not one of those nostalgia things to just jump into the theater to see. But aside from that, um, and maybe it is aside from that, I was really pleasantly surprised by this film. I thought that I was going to go into this likely hating it because it looked like it was a, a, a simple nostalgia grab uh, coupled with an attempt to turn something just into horror. And I thought it was just going to be awful. And it definitely was not awful. It was actually really, really good. Um, this is one of those films that I would actually say, yeah, for pretty much anybody, unless you don't like films that where, you, where you're forced to kind of think about it, try and figure things out, or you don't really like films with some element of suspense to it. Um, yeah, this is a great film. I think it would make generally a pretty good date film. It's uh, it's fun to kind of see on your own. I mean, all around, this is this is definitely worth seeing in the theater. Plus, anytime you get a chance to support a film that Michael Pena is in, I definitely uh, would uh, say do that because he's he's a gem. <laughs> a real, he's a real up and comer, uh, but. Uh, Let's, uh, let's get into the more specifics. But, uh, of course, before we do, I will always mention our social media options where you can get a hold of us and find out what we're doing at any given time, at least when we tend to share something on it. We are on both Facebook and Instagram at Pudding Guys. We are on Twitter at Real Pudding Guys. We are even on Patreon at Pudding Guys, where for just a dollar a month, you can support us and help us find more new, interesting people to talk to, go to new places, and try and bring you neat stuff and uh, new, new, new ideas. But okay, so let's let's really dig into this. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this film, uh, much more than I thought I would be. Like I said, I really enjoyed it uh, when I thought that I wasn't going to. So in terms of casting, I mean, the casting on this is is really solid. Um, I, you know, I talked about Michael Pena just a minute ago. He is somebody I really enjoy in pretty much anything that he's in. So having him be in the, uh, in the role that he is as Mr. Rourke, uh, very solid. Oh, and, you know, I, I think I already said spoilers, but heavy spoilers going forward. Um you got uh, Maggie Q as Gwen Olson. She did a fantastic job. Uh, Lucy Hale as Melanie Cole. Um, Austin Stoll as Patrick Sullivan. Jimmy O. Yang as Brax Weaver. Or um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, because it's, it's spoiler heavy. I told you it would be. If you watch the original show, there's a character named Tattoo. He's Tattoo. That was pretty much the only thing that stuck out to me in the film fairly early on that it was pretty clear that that was the direction that they were going. And um, I fully endorse it because it's a, a much nicer updated 
version, but I'm going to, I'm going to get to that later. But uh, Porsche Doubleday as Sloan Madison did fantastic. Uh, Ryan Hansen as J.D. Weaver did very nicely. I was, I was really happy to see Michael Rooker in it in a small role. I mean, that's always kind of a nice thing. Um, really solid. Um, really solid casting. I mean, um, everybody seemed to really not only fit physically what you would expect out of the out of the roles, but they they all they all seem to just kind of get it, and everything gelled extremely well. Um, so I mean, this is this is uh, what I would call a, a lower mid range. Uh, casting in terms of just numbers of people and and everything uh, but they just hit the nail on the head I did not see anybody in in the movie where I go yeah that was a mistake that I don't know what they were thinking putting this person either just in the film in general or in the role that they were in it was it was very solid um, so I'm just going to give uh, we're going to just kind of slide by most of the casting stuff because a lot of that's going to be taken up in the plot section. But I'm going to give that a 16 out of 20 just right there. Uh, we're also going to do kind of a, a glossing by a little bit of the director. Now the director was Jeff Wadlow. Um, he's done quite a bit uh, of work. Well, quite a bit of work. He's he's produced quite a few films. He's written quite a few films. I mean, uh, if you've seen um, Kick-Ass 2, he was he was the person that directed that. Never Back Down, a kind of a fight movie that was kind of sort of so-so, um, you know, in, in terms of plot, but somehow really enjoyable all at the same time. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of familiar with him coming into it. And I um, this is a slightly different genre from some of the other stuff, but you know, I, it didn't affect me one way or the other. Um, now that being said, he's also, uh, the person that's going to be, he did the, the, the screenplay and, and apparently some of the story for the bloodshot movie that's coming out here just shortly as well, which, so big month, <laughs> big month for this gentleman. Um, I, I think he, um, again, it's another instance where somebody just gets it um, because I also kind of throw in editing in here too. So now he was likely not uh, the person that was um, in charge of everything that falls into this category. But, you know, I always think of, of directing and editing basically in the same, in the same field. So can you get the actors to do what they need to do? Do you understand the idea in this instance? Do you understand the idea of the source material? And do you understand how you're trying to either translate that into film or subvert expectations or change it in some way? Uh, and in terms of editing, can you keep the flow going? Does does it make sense? Does the timing you know, lag in some places? Does it just draw out? Or do things go so quickly that you can't really get the story in the right way? It's... I didn't see any 
any flaws in editing in this. I always look for the little the little errors, bad hand placement, uh, where, where things got missed, uh, a double down. I didn't see anything on my first watch through that was like that. You know, the whole thing where, you know, like in the Matrix, where they're jumping from building to building and the cops uh, uh, can't quite make the jump and they grab onto the wall. And it's clear that the wall flows like paper. <laughs> Nothing obvious like that. It was... It seemed like everything was was done really well in that regard, and it seems like I said he understood the 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 material in in a way that he was able to deliver something that was uniquely surprising. Um, and again, I'm going to get more into that more in the plot and writing, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a, a solid 15 out of 20 on that one. I think. Um, now, here's an area where a film like this really is important. That's costuming and props. Because even in the original show, Fantasy Island, the whole idea is it's about fantasy. So it's going to be outlandish in one way, shape, or form. And my word, the number of different directions they had to go in this film. I mean, it stretched, it stretched kind of the lavish, high-end fantasy feel, the, the, the weekend getaway uh, big party, uh, you know, I mean, it had a lot of that in terms of the costuming that they had to do. It had a war element to it. It had a horror element to it. It had a supernatural element to it. And then it had kind of the standard stuff too. So when you, when you throw in all of those different types of costumes, they all have to not only blend when they need to blend, pop when they need to pop, and still look really good and it was it was solid um the um there was no real MacGuffin item to to with the exception of maybe the ring that michael pena's rourke was wearing uh you could maybe make an argument for the uh, the symbol of the snake on the elevator too but i, I wouldn't really call that uh, that's kind of a small a small bit of um a small bit of costuming to, to really focus on. I mean, how much, I mean, unless it's Lord of the Rings, you're not really going to focus on that ring all that much. Um, it's, but I mean, all of the high-end costuming looked really snazzy. The suits that, the, the, that um, Jimmy Yang and Austin Stoll were wearing looked really cool. Um, I mean, all around... Um, everything just was, was super solid. Uh, the, the weapons looked good. You had a lot of close-ups of a grenade. I mean, there's not much detail you're going to get out of a grenade, but, uh, you had a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of equipment in the background that all had to look very either menacing or dangerous or exciting in some way. And it, and it somehow all popped. Maybe I just had a really good day, and this film was there at the right time. But I thought it looked fantastic. Um, I, I, I was I was really impressed with the costuming in this. Um, I would say probably giving that a. Uh, I'm going to give their costuming a ten out of ten. I mean, really, they did. They just did fantastic with the costuming in this in this particular film. Um, location. Um, I was originally thinking of giving the location a lower score. It's like, cause they're just basically on the island the whole time. But while they're on the island, they're in so many places on the island. Um, I mean, you've got the nice tropical look of everything uh, in terms of coming out from the beach, the giant main mansion, the, 
the uh, rooms that they're staying in all look really spectacular. Um, but you've also got trudging through the caves, trudging into the forest. They recreate um, elements of uh, restaurants and high rises, and it all links together in such a really neat way um, that I think it's I think it's worth noting that again, much like the costuming, everything had to pop in its own way, have its own feel, its own filter, and. They were able to do it, and I don't think any one thing detracted from anything else, didn't pull away attention. Everything was at the level that it needed to be. Um, I, I really liked it. Maybe maybe my only, well, not complaint because it's not even really a complaint, uh, what I would, would have liked to have seen a, a little more is just from the way that things played out, there was, there was sometimes a little issue with how everything fit together spatially. And that, you're going to have to have that sometimes with a, a supernatural kind of element to the film. So that, that was a little messed with me a little bit, but that was it. I mean, really, they were just 100% fit this together super nicely. And I'm, I'm going to give them a 9 out of 10 on their costuming or uh, on their location as well. Uh, cinematography. If uh, if there was an area that was lacking, maybe this would be it. But even that is is not. It wasn't really lacking. It just wasn't amazing uh, in the same way the rest of the film was. Uh, the cinematography. I also include the uh, CGI and stuff that you go with that. Um, so, oh, and before I go, that the, the zombie looks from the costuming and props. I almost forgot about that. Fantastic on that the the whole black in the eyes and uh the the and the dripping from the uh, locations that that was phenomenal anyway back to it um cinematography um so a movie like this is going to have a lot that it has to do it has to to not only you know be able to put the story over in such a way that it's really consumable and not confusing for the viewer, which I think it does very well, very admirably. All of the shots, all the tracking, everything that they do was really good. Now the CGI I think was maybe the area where it was a little weaker. Um, like talking about that ring at one point, the ring disintegrates. The disintegration animation was not great. It, it was kind of actually kind of crappy. Um, it, it, it was, it looked like, um, well, it looked kind of unfinished, I guess would be the best way to put it. The, the little black as it disintegrated was kind of not awesome. Um, some of the other CGI elements similarly were a little lackluster. Um, but I mean, not awful. I mean, and that's, and the only reason I'm even bringing it up is because everything else was so good. It just kind of was okay. Um, so it, it stood out a little bit more. Um, but in terms of, um, in terms of trying to create, they, they didn't really do, didn't really do jump scares in this film, but they wanted to do a setup that had a similar feel to what leads up to a jump scare. Um, and they did that very well with, uh, the, the editing and the camera work on that, um, I guess there's really not much more to say. I mean, it was, it was astoundingly okay on the cinematography, but it did what it needed to do. 
it, it would get a clearly passing grade on that, more than passing. I'll give that a 15 out of 20. Uh, and then let's finish up, of course, with the plot and the writing. This is the part where I was so pleasantly surprised because, I, like I said, I, I thought going into this there would be little to no plot and it would just be kind of lame. Uh, I was I was prepared. I was ready to just rip in because I haven't ripped into a movie in a long time. I love so many movies in so uh, many ways that you know and it's been it's been a while. Well, it's been Aladdin since I just really hated a film. But again, Aladdin's an exception. It's a musical. This was not a musical. Um, so like I, I figured this was going to be the film where I was going to say ah that they've made a mistake. They're trying to just take this this television show that so many people loved and trying to. No, no, the, the writing was super solid. I mean, it was, I, it was, it, they did try and subvert the original expectations from the television show, but not in the way that I was expecting. Um, it was, it, it, like I said, it did have horror elements to it, but it instead, it felt much more like a very cohesive story. They did things that I didn't expect they would do. They developed the uh, history of the Rourke character in a way that I wasn't expecting. It was compelling. It was really well done. Um, they developed the the tattoo character in such a way that it's it's a fun nod to the original show without really depending upon it and updating it in such a way that it's just it's fun. Um, they they did a great job of character development. Every character had a story, and you either got it immediately, um, not just like in uh, talk, not in talking to the camera exactly, but they developed it through the actual process of talking about what their fantasy was and. In engaging in those fantasies, you got the history of the character and you got character development from like all of the characters, just about. Uh, and when I say character development, uh, I should say character progression in that second part. That's that's something that I feel is lacking in so many films. They the 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 way that the film starts a character is one way, and a lot of times by the time it ends, it's still the same way. It has not it has not um, evolved in any way. And that's that's really important because uh, to me, a good a good story has to have a transformative element to the characters that participate in it. And if they don't change in some way, then the story hasn't done its job. Um, but the main characters, they all they all changed. I mean, they the, it, it it surprised the heck out of me. Uh, there was a really great uh, dialogue between everybody. If you can, again, ignore the very beginning of the film where I thought it's like, ah, it's rubbed my hands. Uh, the plane, the plane. It's like, okay, yeah, you had to put that in there in your own subtle way, but literally like the first few seconds, okay, fine. Um, but it was, it was that was me trying to trying to go into uh, the right headspace to to be prepared to rip it. And it, it was, it was actually more subtle than that. It was, it was a little, little groany, but that was the last moment in the film that I went groany. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Um, it's, it, it brings up subjects that are complex and it addresses them in a really fun way. Um, talking about the nature of fantasy, the nature of memory, the nature of, uh, morality in, in several spots. I mean, it's 
it's solid uh, in in so many respects. I I can't overemphasize how pleasantly surprising this film was and in, in the way that the story is and it was cohesive. It didn't try and force anything on the viewer. I didn't feel um, it, it just kind of led you along with the journey that all the characters made. And again, it left enough uncertain that you're trying to figure out little bits and pieces of where this film is going. And at least for me, it left enough breadcrumbs that I figured out some stuff and just didn't figure out others, partially because I, you know, I often get multiple theories and one of them may or may not be right. That's what I like. You know, just I, I could kind of see where they were going, but there were so many different ways to get there that it I wasn't going to be correct. And then there were a couple things I was just completely way off base on. Uh, and that's so wonderful. I love being surprised by a film in that way. If I, if it does not go the way that I'm expecting it to in a in a good way, like this film did, it is is one of the great joys. Um I would definitely suggest this film. I'm going to give this uh, 16 in the plot and writing. Uh, if you add all that together, that gives it a, a score of 81. That's uh, just a solid uh, B minus. Um, and, and I think that's right. This is a film that I would definitely watch again. I don't know if it's one that I would purchase, uh, but it's definitely worth seeing in the theater. And I, if it's on streaming, I would probably watch it again. Um, I just... Uh, it was it was nice. Now I may change my mind on that last bit because I think there is a distinct a distinct not possibility exactly, but um, a distinct um, opportunity. That's the word I'm looking for. A distinct opportunity for a sequel. This is something that not only could have a sequel, but a sequel that follows its own formula. Because it this hops genres in, in multiple ways. And it could go a completely different way. And I think that would be fine. It could go, the, I don't think going the same way in the second, if they do a second film, would be necessarily right. But going in, in, some, in some slightly different directions, there's so much flexibility with this. And if a sequel comes out, I might actually buy it. And uh, buy the sequel as well, if it were if it were as, at least as good as this film was. But uh, what did you think? Let us know on uh, social media. Of course, we have forums on our website, www.everybodylovespudding.com. But until next time, keep being uh, on uh, on the uh, scene at the movie theaters. Don't be scared away by uh, coronavirus fears. Uh, you know, still take precautions, but uh, support your local theaters and go and see movies. Mm-hmm.